Absolutely. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions. And when I'm talking to people of People are hearing these interviews that I do with so many fantastic people that come on the show. I just want the people to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to them. That's the purpose of Money Making Conversation, to give interviews that are relatable to listeners about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guest has transitioned from working with billion-dollar entertainment clients such as Sony Pictures, Walt Disney, Universal, and more to co-founding and operating the Fearless Fund. Their mission is to bridge the gap in venture capital funding for women of color. She is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, investor, best-selling author, international speaker, and PR and marketing specialist. She is on the show today to discuss the, her new book, which I read and I'm excited to share with my audience today. It's called The Fearless money mindset. Broke doesn't scare me. Seven principles for financial success. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Arian Simone. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> hey, you got a lot to talk about. Fight, fight. Got to start talking to you, girl. You got a lot going on. <laughs> oh, thank you. I actually have a story to tell you. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. We met years ago. Okay. Oh, my God. We met years ago when you were 5900 Wilshire. You know some, you know some uh, apple bottom? Wait, no, it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. 5900 Wilshire. Absolutely. When Steve had his show on the 19th floor. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. one. I used to, when I was living out the office space, I was living in the office space on the 26th floor. Oh, the 26th you, floor. I, yeah, you guys were on the 19th. Absolutely, absolutely. Morning, this is when I was homeless. And mm -hmm. I was from living in the park and living in the office space. And every morning I would sneak in to the radio station, and after a while, you just said, let her come in. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. You know, you know I, I, when, I, when I was hearing your name, I kept, is she Apple Bottom? Because I kept, I know I know her. I know I've run into her. I know, I know, I know her. Oh, yeah. Yes, I used to come in every morning to network who was in there, because my PR and marketing company that I was building from ground up, I was on the 26th floor. I was living at the office at first. <laughs> Well, and I said, oh, Rashawn is not going to believe this. And when I got the information about the interview, I said, oh, he doesn't realize we go back to 2004. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we left in 2005. Because, you know, when I was when I was going through your bio and I said, it's no way to myself. I said, it's no way. I, I have to have met her. I have to have met her. Yeah. And I looked at the looked at your picture and I went, she looks so familiar, so familiar. So for you to share that story with me, uh, really, really makes me feel good because you're such a talented person and and in reading your uh, book and looking at the bio, your history, you know, it's about hard work but and overcoming the odds, but more importantly, not giving up. And I'm 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 highly recommending people to buy your book. I'm gonna put it in my newsletter, but let's let's, you know, let's let's just talk about a uh, little bit about the beginning you know you're from Detroit then you went down to Tallahassee to FAMU HBCU got your MBA why Detroit to FAMU and Detroit Detroit FAMU that's that's very cold to very hot mosquitoes no mosquitoes <laughs> 
Yes. At the time, I attended FAMU starting 99, but in 1997, according to Times and Princeton Review, they got rated the College of the Year. And FAMU was in a moment where it was just so hot. And in yes, the business school, that was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had offers from like Harvard to U of M to, I mean, for you name it, from Ivy Leagues to big state schools. And when I saw those things coming from FAMU, I said, I'm going there. <laughs> the right and all I had, yeah, all huh? I had to do was attend for a few days. <laughs> and I said, oh, after this visit, I look, my decision is made. One of the best decisions I've ever made. Well, why, why is that with HBCUs? I, I really try to talk about the, the, you know, the historical factor. I always tell people if we didn't have HBCUs, it really wouldn't be black education because they wouldn't let us go to school in the South. I'm talking about they mean racist behavior and they were limiting the, the quotas to us to inner schools in the North. I'm talking about white schools. So that, that's why HBCUs were created and needed. So. Going into that, you had all these offers from basically white colleges and then this beautiful black campus in Tallahassee, Florida. You just you just felt a kinship. You walking around seeing people look like you. What was it? Oh, it's very empowering. I Growing up in Detroit, it was over 80 percent black growing right. up there. Mm-hmm. So from there to SAMU, it was it was the love. It was the accountability to this day. My professors are on social media and still root for me. Mm. To this day, I can see them chiming on the comments on Facebook, <laughs> and that type of rich relationship, you're just not going to get as a black student going to a PWI. I highly doubt that your professors still even remember you, let alone that they are invested in your future beyond those four years that you were there. You know, they still look out for me. They still share resources with me. I was on a call the other day with the school. Awesome. <laughs> so it's truly family. Right. It's truly family in addition to just attending an institution, which is a priceless experience. You are not, as a black person, going to have the kind of environment with that kind of accountability and love that's going to be poured into you. They want you to win because you look like them. You are their child, you know. So it's I encourage HBCUs for African Americans all day long. It has been beneficial to my career and the trajectory of my career and then all of the resources that I've received. The FAMU network is real. It is much more you know, it's really important that uh, people understand going somewhere where you're comfortable, going somewhere where you create relationships that are long term, because that's one of the chapters in your book, The Relationship Principle. We're going to get to that. It's chapter six, I believe, you know, because, you, yeah. you know, you know, and just sitting here, uh, it allowed me time hearing you speak, allowed me to remember our relationship back in 2004. Cause I, was going, I knew I remember. And I'm going to tell you something, you know. The one, and, I, and I'm not remembering everything. I'm kind of I'm remembering everything a little bit here. I remember the thing that stood out for me was that your energy and your smile and your professionalism. You know, I don't. So I, I didn't know you was homeless on the 26th floor. I didn't know that. Okay, so I wasn't doing I wasn't doing any favors because I thought I was I was feeling sorry for you because I didn't know your situation. All I know is that your game was tight. And so, yeah. and, and I and I learned that about myself. And I've one of the things about money making conversations. I've discovered so many relationships that I I had with people I didn't know, just because I just felt that hey, everybody deserves a shot. 
That, that's my personality. Everybody deserves a shot, especially people who are working hard and a cons and showing a consistent personality. Because that was one thing with me. You had to be consistent with Rashawn. If I tell you no and you walk away, then you were, you should not be in my presence. But I couldn't tell you no. I could not tell yeah. you no. It was like no. It was like you. You were like you know like like that matrix. You dodged that no. You dodged that no. Let on in. Let on in. I like she, she she cool. She cool. She cool. And that's really a, a strong driving force to why you're successful today. Not that you're arrogant. You just understand you're confident. You 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 believe in the values that God has put on this earth that you shouldn't be afraid. And I guess that that was me telling you when we met because I was a big personality on two thousand four and. I I was a pretty big personality. And so Steve just called me Black Cloud. So I would tell people no, and I would tell people to get out of my face really, really quick. But you, my friend, that was not <laughs> happening. Was not happening. Talk about that ability to not be afraid before we get into the book. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, part of it, I would say, is in the book. It's in even the intro. I definitely... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I believe in tapping into that. I believe that when you move without limits, that doors open up on your behalf. So I don't, I don't approach things from just that space. I definitely approach things from a very fearless space. Um, and that, then our confidence just goes forth. And I say doors just open. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't believe you should operate from that space. You need to operate from a level of sureness. You need to operate, operate from a level of confidence. If you plan on pursuing anything in life. Right. And I always talk children have those features. So it's just up for us. You came into the world like that. It's up for us to make sure we tap back into that because it was nothing but the world started projecting its way onto you and people started saying different things to you. Mm -hmm. But who you are at your core, you are confident. Absolutely. And who you are at your core, you do believe in yourself. Absolutely. So once you get all of the forest from the trees and peel all that back, you need to walk <laughs> in that. That's a beautiful statement. Uh, you know, your, your book has seven chapters, the belief principle, the thought principle, the speech principle, the principle of sowing, sowing, and uh, the action principle, the uh, relationship principle, the principle of stewardship. I, I was a quote in the book that I pulled out that really uh, stood out to me. It said, if I believe something was going to happen for me, this is you talking, I refuse to entertain any thoughts that would counter what I believe. Mm -hmm. That was you meeting me. That was that's when we met, you know. Uh -huh. Before the book. You were on the 26th floor. I didn't know that. Homeless. But you had a vision, but that didn't stop you. That, in other words, see, a lot of people allow other things to stop them. Excuse, I call them excuses. Because we don't all wake up the same every day. We don't wake up with good days. Sometimes I wake up, I don't even want to get out of bed. But I still get out of bed. That doesn't mean I'm going to have uh -huh. an unsuccessful day. And that's what that uh -huh. quote that you were saying right there. If I believe, if I'm on a mission to be successful, why should I suddenly stop myself from being successful? That's a that's an amazing thought. Where did that come from? Parents? Where? Where? Family? Where did that? Where did that thought process develop? 15, 16, 18, when? I okay. This I honestly can't probably pinpoint a time. I am a woman of. <laughs> I can't, though. I am a woman of strong faith, but I don't know when I started. I don't, I don't know that. I I think my parents probably allowed me to be mm -hmm. bold and adventurous. Mm -hmm. um, 
I know I do. In the book, I tell the story about like how my mother took me onto the parking lot to get my first car. And she was in the used car section, and I told her, that's not what I wanted. Right. And she said, what did you want? <laughs> and I pointed over to the car that was on the showroom floor, and it was spinning. <laughs> I said, that one right there, spoiler on it, and the, and the red color, and the two doors, and the rims. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, and she said, well, you can have it. And I got excited. And then she paused and said, because you're going to pay for it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Well, I was always taught that everything was possible and within my reach. Well, so that, that was foremost. Now, how you got there, you just had to figure it out. But that, I was always taught that. Oh, that. Go ahead. That's awesome. Because, you know, because of the fact that... That's what I'm saying is that we have a lot of similar characteristics. I remember the first car I got was a used car. You know, first car in high school was a beat up Pinto, Ford Pinto. And I told uh-huh. myself, I said, I said, I'd never drive a car with more than 15 miles on it again. I said that to myself. I I just knew. And that was just my, and I always tell people, you, certain ways you set goals in life, you know. So I didn't, I wasn't telling anybody I was going to buy a new car. But, you know, if you have a car with 15 miles or less on it, that's a new car. And so that's a standard that you set for yourself. You said, I don't want that. Why can't I get that? And how can I get that? And that's goal setting, but without, but with natural instincts tied to it. By having a standard you set, but not going to a school and somebody telling you, here's your vision board. So you, you are walking, talking vision, vision board, Miss Simone. That's what you are. Anybody ever tell you that? Anybody ever tell you that? No, I think you're probably the first. I'm going to tell you something. Well, you read this book. You read this book. You walk and talking vision board because I'm going to tell you something. I kept looking at I kept reading this book. Oh, we go, we're going to go to break because I want to talk about something because you you hit. I'm talking about if you if I if I found a young lady who was a younger version, but a female version of Rashawn McDonald, I'm talking to her right now. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Our belief influences, you say, our belief influences our behavior. We are born bold. I always talk about, I always tell people that. That's why I can't understand people who treat kids terrible, you know, abuse kids, because kids just, just, they just want information. They just want to, whatever you give them, you tell them to go left, they go left. You tell them to go right, they go right. So they just, they just an energy, just waiting to just, just absorb stuff. And that statement right there, we are born bold. But what what pushes off the what pushes us off the railroad track though, Miss Simone? What what? Tell me. People and thoughts. People and thoughts. You've allowed somebody to project their way of thinking onto you, mm-hmm. which is now your thoughts. I totally agree. I always tell people is that it's people around you, people who love you or say they love you, stop can stop your dream. It can be your boyfriend, your husband. Your partner, your kids, your minister, your daddy, your mom. All these people can stop you with bad thoughts. And I always tell you, and she talks about this in the book. Don't talk to nobody. Don't know about that. They can't understand the capabilities of your dream. In other words, if you're trying to be a doctor, don't talk to a mechanic. He don't know nothing about that. You're trying to be a lawyer. Don't talk to somebody over there. They don't know nothing about lawyering. You can't do that. And so that's why I love this book because of the fact that she breaks it down in a natural world. When I say a natural world means that we all go through life wondering if we can be great. And your book 
tells us we can be great, but also points out what's stopping us from being great. Now, how long did it take you to write this book? Because, girl, this book is on fire. Oh, thank you. It just came out the presses because you're talking about COVID-19 in here. That's how that's how current this book is. I couldn't believe I was talking. I'm reading her book and she's talking about COVID-19. Yes, it's been updated. Um, I would say about eight months for that one. And honestly, that's because I was in more of the final edit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't even know that my book would be releasing during a period where people would be having a global economic impact on their finances. Come on now. I had no clue. So of course, yeah, we went back and updated some things. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't plan on that at all. I'm here reading this book. She, I'm. A, it's in month of June. She, she. I'm reading a book about COVID nineteen. That's how. That's how relevant this young lady is. That's how. That's how on point she is with her conversations about getting this act together. We're not talking about a book that got released last year. We're talking about on the money right now. Now. Yeah. Now, as a speaker. What motivates you? What is the goals when you go on stage or people ask you to speak? What's the purpose of you speaking to people? What are, what, what are you trying to emote or trying to uh, get them to understand when you're speaking? Understood. First of all, I'm definitely of service if I take the stage. And mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is people are only going to remember the speech that applies to them. They could care less about what you're saying about your life if it's not applicable to what they're going through or what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And two, my message is always a, a, a fearless message, helping right. you remove those fears from your mind. Because the way the mind is designed, it can shift towards the negative bias kind of quickly when you don't put in the work. Right. Because we human beings, we were created to be mindful for survival reasons if danger was coming. But we're not in any fields right now. We're not running from lions. We're not mm-hmm. <laughs> around any animals or anything of that type of danger. So we just have to be very conscious that we're always operating from a place of a positive bias. So with that being said, you don't have to put in the work. <laughs> so with these negative things that people have put on you, you're going to have to peel those things off. Right. So that's I go when I step onto a stage. Okay, and uh, believe me, you're fearless. Now, you see, Rashawn made a statement. That's Rashawn. That's I'm talking about myself, third person. Okay, I made a statement that if I had to see somebody that was a younger version of me, but it was a female, I'm talking to her right now, Arian Simone. Okay, why you said that, Rashawn? Well, in her book, she talks about this uh, this uh, conference that she was throwing, and they hit her with a budget. There was like almost a, a half million dollars. Okay, when the guy came in, this is what it's going to cost. And she had never done this before. That reminded me when I threw my threw my first neighborhood awards. It was hoodie awards in L.A. I had never done that before, Adrian. And I had a budget, and I pulled it off. That's one story right there. Then she gets into the book, and she talks about her favorite store to shop in is Z Gallery. You want to know, Miss Simone, one of my favorite stores to shop in is Z Gallery. Then, then she goes, then she goes right here. Where did she go to church in Los Angeles at? West Angeles Church of God in Christ. Where do you think Rashawn went in Los Angeles? <laughs> Bishop Blake. Okay. Uh-huh. Then Rashawn McDonald doesn't accept no for an answer. 
because I would walk in her book. She talks about walking and being 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 confident. I would walk in places. Of course, you know, I always had a tailor suit on. So that helped a little bit. I would walk in venues, wouldn't pay. I just look at people and just walk on by like I supposed to be. I'm supposed to be in the venue. She talks about this in the book, presenting yourself as a success, presenting yourself like you belong, presenting yourself so people can treat you like a king or a queen that you are. Uh-huh. That is a that is me, Miss Simone. And we have met since 2004. So, yeah. so when I see it, when I read about the fearless fun now, yeah. I go, okay, it's everything's natural for me now. Yeah. Everything makes sense to me why I'm interviewing you on this show today, because you have a quality within you that truly is fearless. I, I've never used the word fearless. I always tell people that, you know, I wake up, I wake up to get up. I go to sleep to get up. That's my goal. I wake up because when I wake up, I have a plan. Every time I wake up, I don't go to sleep. It says, I always tell people the reason a lot of people find it difficult to get out of bed, they have no reason to get up. They never set a goal to get up. They haven't said, I'm going to do this when I'm going to get up. They just, oh, what I'm going to do? I know what I'm going to do when I get up. I may not want to get up, but I know I have some stuff to do. That's why I get on up out that bed. And that's your personality. Upside down, round, flip, over top, everything. 360, that's you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And you have this beautiful book, you know, and, you know, when, you know, when, when you go through the chapters, you know, the, the, the belief principle of mind is a terrible thing to waste. The thought principle, when you, you know, you believe in something, it will happen, which, which is I, that's how I think. And everybody should think the speech principle. If you say it, it's expected to happen. Focus on it happening. All these different things that you talk about, you know, the, the the action principle, you know, it's just really, really a special book. And, you know, when you when you did you sit down and discuss with individuals different chapters or you just 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 put it all out there and sit down with an editor and say, this is my vision and I want to get it out. Tell us the thoughts behind getting this book out to the press. Oh my gosh! Like I said, when I initially said, <laughs> "Why well, well, you say, oh my God, did I stun you there?" <laughs> no, because it looks different. It looks it took on a whole new meaning right. during thing happening in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I first set out to do this, the book was going to be releasing at the Essence Festival and right. the bookstore. Like everything just was was different. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thought process of I knew it was needed because the bu- the book is built upon one premise that people have more fear in going broke than they do faith in having abundance. Right. And the reality is that both of those things are unseen. Fear mm-hmm. is unseen and faith is unseen. You choose to adopt which one you want to follow. So I knew I wanted the book out for that one reason just in itself. Right. I had no idea that the world would turn into all of what everything happened in the course of 2020. Mm-hmm. So it took on a whole nother meaning as far as just like you saying, getting it out into the world, getting out to the presses, making sure um, it lives in this space. It's more timely now than I had ever even imagined when I set out to do this. Oh, most definitely. And I forgot this one other thing that made me and you very similar. A, a, a quote that your mom told you. Mom said, value of giving from a pure place. She said that to you. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, she, uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson. And um, she, um, very famous actress. And she has this uh, dance studio, actor studio in Los Angeles. And I would always, I don't care how hard I was, because everybody, you know, in, in entertainment, you have peaks and valleys, you know. If I had a valley, I still sent my checks to her. I had to send my checks to her because I, I made a commitment. That's that pure space when there's no agenda. When, you, when you're doing something and you don't realize you're changing people's lives, but somehow it's been put upon you. And that's the pure space your mom was talking about, that pure place in your heart. Just like giving it but not expecting nothing, anything back. That's a balance that your mom instilled in you. And I, like I said, reading your book, I, don't, I, I, hope, I hope our mom really communicating the value of listening to a younger version of my reason I'm excited because through my whole life, my only goal is to make sure people, I meet people and, and I'm not saying I impacted you. You was impacted by a lot more people than me, but to know I, I, I met you and to see the person you're becoming and the lives that you are affecting on a daily basis. Thank you, Mr. Simone. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, you did have a great impact on me because you believed in the 23-year-old girl who was trying to sneak into the radio station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. You know, know, the the, the thing about this book and uh, the fearless fun, let's talk about that a little bit because we got a few (laughs) minutes, we got three minutes left. I don't want to, you know, this is a great book. I I definitely want a banner so I can put it in my newsletter, put it on my personal social media. I got like... About 800,000 Facebook followers, so I definitely want to tell them about you and about another 200,000 on my money-making conversation platform. But tell us about the Fearless Fund and um, why was it created? First, thank you for just additional support and exposure. I am just extremely grateful. Um, Well, I'm talking to a PR and marketing specialist now, so you know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're the queen. Yes. And, Yes. and, and, and And guess what I am? A marketing specialist. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Miss Floyd. Telling you, girl. We on fire. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yes, it's a full moment. But yes, the fearless fund was set out to solve the problem, and that was increase the the venture funds that Black women were receiving. Um, currently, right now, Black women receive point zero 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 six percent of venture funds, hmm. and and. Hundreds of not millions, but billions get invested in that space. Addition, mm. uh, women are 2.8% currently right now of venture funds. So we set out to do this to solve a problem. We're, the Fearless Fund is a multi-million dollar fund, and we are investing in women of color businesses at early stage, which is pre-seed, seed, and series A. Um, we are industry agnostic, which means we can do any industry, but we do have a focus on consumer products. Um, tech, beauty, certain industries were definitely honed in on. And we understand that there was a lack of diverse investment because there was a lack of diverse investors. So a lot of the people who were playing in the space didn't look like us. It's an 80% white male industry as far as investors are concerned. So in order to change the dynamic, we knew we had to be on the other side of the table. It is myself, my close girlfriend, Keisha knight Williams, mm-hmm. my close girlfriend, Anna Parsons, and we set out, we're all HBCU grads, Ayana's family as well, Keisha is Spellman, and we set out to make history. Now, we did not know we were going to be the first fund that is built by women of color for women of color. 
Right. We found out after the fact. We are SEC regulated, had to go through months of paperwork with the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we found that out later. But we are very much so excited. We get thousands of applications. We're looking to just grow the fund and grow the fund so that we can make a financial impact in our community. Well, you are. You're making an impact. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I do a lot. I've done over 500 interviews, Miss Simone. And uh, to meet a person like you, younger than me, and um, and just 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 crazy, crazy good. You're just a crazy good person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can, I, can, I, can, I can say it like that. It's, you know, you're a crazy good person because of the fact that I sit around and I wake up some days and I just don't I plan stuff. And and I don't know. Sometimes the decision that I'm making, I just know I got to make that decision right now. And that's your thought process. And it's 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 so much. I, I want you to make sure make, make sure you understand you have a, a fan in Rashawn McDonald. Anything you want to promote, come to me. You don't have to be on my show. So Rashawn, could you put this flyer up for me? I will do that because you represent positivity. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. You represent positivity and when we, you know, right now I'm not meeting anybody right now till this uh, pandemic calm down a little bit, but when it calm down a little bit more, well, we can like sit across from each other. I want to sit down and talk to you. We might have a mask on talking to each other, but we're going to be all good. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming on my show. Please get that banner to me so I can promote your book on my social media and my newsletter. But more importantly, I can't tell you don't change because you're not going to change. You're fearless. Amen. I appreciate Amen. you. Thank you for coming on my Thank show. You. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, if you want to hear more interviews of Rashawn McDonald with his fantastic guest, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.